home. It's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Hey y'all, welcome across politics on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby Chalk Knox on the water boy. What do you get <laughs> when you, when, a, when a pastor and and cigars and and coffee beans and and shoes are all in the mix? What happens? I know what you don't get an iron for that shirt. Now listen, you did that with Founder shirt last time. This time you press the shirt. Look at no, that's no, 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 no. Iron is do they different. have do they have irons iron. in Texas? Come on, bro. No. I love the shirt. Yeah. It's our shirt. Now, if you, you can get this on rowdychristian.com. But it's ironed. We and promise also, we press it before we send it There's also a Canadian you. version of this on, on yes, rowdy, nice rowdychristian.com. Well. Yeah. Then, then Canadians, at least they have irons. <laughs> Dime Payments is a Christian-owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system. So go to dimepayments.com slash FLF and sign your business up today. Working with them supports us. They won't cancel you like Stripe canceled President Trump. They won't cancel you like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. So check them out today. At least have a phone call with them. Tell them that CrossPolitics sent you. Go to dimepayments.com slash FLF. Wait, so what What? What do you get, Gabe? For what? You said, what do you get when you... When oh, we're going to find out. That's what this oh. is. It's just like, oh. A, oh, I need to stick around for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Pastor. I, I shouldn't even say it none. <laughs> we are very grateful to have with us on the line today, uh, Pastor Al Gomez is the husband and uh, to a beautiful wife, father of two children, uh, pastor at, uh, well, I, th- I don't know if this is still the case, but Fusion Esteli, Nicaragua, um, and, and I think founder or co-founder of Cultivate for 35. Al, thanks for joining us on CrossPolitik. Thank you guys for having me. So are you still a pastor of, of the church in uh, Esteli, Nicaragua? So there is, a, there is a bit of a story on that. And I was uh, back in 2018. Um, I was a pastor of that church. And then because what happened politically in my country, um, a lot of us have to like flee the country so we switched the name now um to another uh different name just to be protected with the church and what's going on politically in the country and so but i'm still an elder uh in that church yes okay. got you what, what happened in the country uh well, 2018 uh the students began to fight um and protest against the government uh and so while Four students uh, got killed from uh, from our ministry and from our from our college campus, and wow. so somehow we we got involved uh, in that because we were reaching the college community, and so we were reaching uh, about nineteen college. Uh, there is a there is about nineteen university with Esteli, which are wow. the cigar kind uh, city in Nicaragua. So because of that, the context of what I was reaching, what I was working. So some people got our name into that as so it became very, very dangerous. And so our elders in our church recommend to 
get out the country uh and thank god man uh because of that we didn't go to jail or who yeah, knows, was, was, we was, probably we would get killed was biden involved oh. in any of this <laughs> Biden, Biden Jr. I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, all I, his Prisma all I heard, in Nicaragua. <laughs> all I heard here was that the gospel of cigars got you in trouble with the government of Nicaragua. Is that what you said? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. Um, it we were kind of on our on kind not defending either or A, B, or C. You know, the students gotcha. or the government. Um, but we saw a lot of things that they were not right. And so we began to march uh, with the students. At that point, everything was peaceful, marching, protesting. Yes. But then, man, like within a week, it just shootings all over, uh, wow. you know, both side fighting really bad uh, within, I don't know, eight, seven, within seven months through that in 2018, wow. about 500 people got killed. Um, so sadly, everything went like really sideways at a ministry, yeah. everything uh, right. and everything that we were doing. And so we didn't have to like leave the country with my wife, my wife from Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so we got relocated here uh, in the state again. So Did you, are you, is the president uh, a, a, like democratically elected? What's like the election process in Nicaragua? Is it like ours where they have machines that tally up votes and, <laughs> it's the same like Venezuela and Cuba. You know what I mean? We we had the same crew there. Uh, it's really terrible. Where basically it's been detentions. Like every ten years, something happened in our country. It's never got peace on that. Mm. Uh, now that being said, the country's safe to go travel in and out and stuff like that. But if you get into political system and stuff like that, and then that becomes yeah, that that is really tricky. You can, you know, get yourself in trouble, uh, the ministry and everything. So a lot of the things that we do were kind of underground, especially right now. It's a really, really, really bad moments. Um, a lot for the church, um, you know. So what were the ch- what were the students marching for? What was the thing that they were out there trying to help change? Yeah. So um, they have to do a lot with. Um, Social security, you know, the elder people were marching because something was happening with the social security. And then kind of the force that, that they were kind of like very aggressive against to the older people. So the students began like, you know, support that. They got their grandpa, grandparents in there involved and all that. They began to support um, this and march with alongside of them. And so in 2018 in April, um, the and one of those marching moments, um, two students got killed um, because of protesting and all that. And after that, you know, from one thing, it literally switched all about fighting against the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all the university from all over the country, from different cities, began to work together. And basically what they did, they put barricade and the whole entire um, highway uh, and then paralyze pretty much the whole entire nation. Wow. And so, you know, you paralyze the whole entire country and then it began, everything began to fight really bad. And so, man, it, it was shootings all over Nicaragua and different cities and stuff like that. And so I was kind of leading more 
the gospel movement with in the center of the country. And so I was involved, you know, somebody hacked my Facebook and all that. And, and they post a picture from one of my elder from Florida and myself saying, hey, Pastor Al from Fusion Church is funding weapons and stuff like that within the North wow. area. Wow. So I got some great friends inside the government and say, hey, man, I, I, I know you. We know your heart. You're, you're not. None of these things are true. But we cannot control the other uh, people. Um, so we highly recommend for you to like at least take, you know, a month break from the country. And so, but never was a month. It was over like seven months. And it was me back and forth calling, hey, should we go back and that kind of thing. So it was like, no, right now, not right now. So we got frustrated. So we ended up taking a residential program in Oklahoma and I, I took some classes. I met Western Baptist University. That's what I found in love with Spurgeon <laughs> uh-huh. um, in Kansas. And so later on came the story of how we come up with. Wow. With, um, so um, so t- t- talk to us about the cigars. You, we've got a box of cigars that uh, Gabe, Gabe says he hasn't taken any out of yet. No, it's we, full. We, we, uh, <laughs> full. I did take a wrapper off and replace it with a junk cigar, but yeah, <laughs> I knew you would. So you don't know which one. So Spur- <laughs> no. Spurgeon cigars is, is this? Is this like your um, your cigar business or what? What is this? We're still working, and just because everything is go hundred percent donation to our church planting and everything that we do within the country to sustain to um, alleviate poverty to a scholarship a lot of different things so um man it go back with story of who we are as a nation um one of the things that we never got the reformation of the 500 um Mm. and so within the second awakening the missionaries that we got in latin america they pretty much were armenians um and so okay and then through that most of the churches are very legalistic. Um, they never got a freedom. They never got, today I will say, um, in a lot of uh, studies said that 80% of Latin America never heard uh, the biblical gospel. And so wow. everything that we do, uh, speaking in a Protestant community, um, they they don't know Jesus. They don't have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Everything they do uh, is the same thing of the Catholic Church. Everything is just behavior modification. Um, they earn the love of the Father by working, by committed to religious activity. And that's why you will see in the, uh, the last 20 years, 15 years, the gospel prosperity took a place heavenly in our places. Um, and so when you talk about like, the gospel of grace if we're not saying you know calvinistic language or reformed theology is unheard of like uh, they will say man that is not true gospel that wow. that is not the truth and all that even though they you put the scripture in their hand and read in context um a lot of people choose to believe more of their pastors or traditions rather than the scripture so it's really it's really hard like we don't have that many uh, gospel-centered churches in our country, and the one we have, very, they are very small. And those who are small, they are more, um, I would say, more legalistic than the other side because they came from one pendulum 
to the other pendulum. Okay. If you don't fit into reform theology or what we call five-point Calvinist, yeah. uh, and so they, they don't take you like as a biblical standard or anything like that. So they took the other stream. You know, and I don't know if, if you've thought through this, maybe you have, but it just occurs to me that, I, and, and, uh, that you know, a, a reformed um, mission that is selling cigars to support this ministry. I mean, that's actually kind of a beautiful picture of the gospel of grace. I mean, like, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I mean that, like, I'm, I mean, like, like, you know, if you're legalistic, if you're all works oriented, all this kind of stuff, I mean, just the thought of, you know, sitting on your back porch, enjoying a cigar to the glory of God, like who does that? Like what kind of Christian <laughs> does that? Well, the kind of Christian who knows uh, that he's been received by the father. The kind of Christian who knows that um, his sins are forgiven. The kind of Christian who knows that all his works in Ecclesiastes, it says that, you, you know, he says, you know, eat your bread with joy, drink your wine with a merry heart. God has already accepted your works. That's right. Um, there's, there's something about the beauty of, of justification and, um, and, and, and enjoying and God's goodness all by yeah. grace, mm -hmm. but then it frees you where you're not, you're not, you're not frantic. You're not walking around terrified. Um, you know, like even in a, in a hostile situation like Nicaragua, like you're describing, or maybe even for American Christians who feel like, you know, that they're all they're you know, we're surrounded. We've got the Bidens. We've got whoever's running Biden. We don't know. Um, you know, whatever it's like to be able to stop particularly, I mean, I think this is, you know, tied in with, you know, just the Lord's day resting, um, in God's goodness and, you know, the ability to do that, uh, to fellowship with other Christians yeah. and say, you know, our father runs this place. That's right. Our, <laughs> our, you know, he has established Jesus, his son as King of the universe and he reigns sovereign over all of the affairs <laughs> of men. And he's got this. And so I can sit here and enjoy uh, this bit of tobacco that God made uh, to the glory of God, and and uh, so I mean that's 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 a pretty glorious that's a pretty glorious thing. I, yeah, man. Um, that so that idea with the with the cigar is even though our country is really legalistic, so we we make men. You got Drew Estate, we got Perdomo, we got all the bees um, in Esteli where we have the church planting, and so when. You know, but in Nicaragua, there is two things, right? So we produce a lot of coffee, but if you go to a house to drink coffee, you will not drink a really good cup of coffee because they don't know everything that we produce, it goes out. Mm -hmm. And so they don't know to drink a really good coffee. When I go back home and I reeducate the people into coffee, um, and then when we think when we talk about cigar with our churches, they're like, no, man, that's that's sinful, that that is terrible. Like you will go there, but you will not see anybody smoking cigar. Like they smoke cigarette because it's a different nature of the product, you know what I mean? <laughs> but cigar, what? no, none of us over there, they, they don't smoke cigar. That's they don't smoke cigar. Legalism does not make sense. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and so I I don't have to, I I have to kind of re-educate the people and things that we love. One is cigar. I have to re-educate the people with um, our coffee. You know what I mean? Reintroduce our product. It's funny that I roast coffee in here and I take it back, back home and I drink it with my farmer and say, hey, here is your coffee. Uh, this is what it tastes like. And it's like, oh my gosh, this, this is from our farm? Yes. <laughs> this is a cigar that, that we have. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's really backward. 
how to understand it. Here's the gospel. You know what I mean? That we lost a long time ago. It's, wow. it's bad to introduce you to you. Wow. Read it. And so I took in a student with me who did an intern for a month with us. And so he he saw me doing Bible study in every house until like one in the morning. People don't want to leave. They just want the scripture. And we're talking about, you know, but they're, they're having this crazy tradition deep into their heart. And all I have is the scripture. I'm not talking about history. I'm not talking about Calvin Luther, any of those guys. I said, read the text. We were literally for like almost five hours in Ephesians 2 with the gospel of grace and why we do work because we love, because we've been accepted and all the beautiful uh, gospel-centered language. And they're just reading the text and say, man, I don't get it. I don't get it. I said, read it. And I'm just pleasing the Holy Spirit. Will you open? Like, you know, Ephesians um, Paul is kind of crying for the church for the church in Ephesians 1 a uh 118 when when he's pleasing for them to open their eyes to the gospel. Yeah. Same prayer that we have in Nicaragua is like, how would you open their eyes? Like, look at the text. It it takes time because uh tradition is deeply rooted in there. When we talk about reform cigar. So I, I told our guys, I've been fundraising my whole life, uh, and it's exhausted, and it's hard to ask for money for people, yeah. you know, to sustain a small movement that we have yeah. there. And so I told our guys and our pastor, hey, man, I get it. We're, you know, we're traditionally, this is, doesn't make any sense for anybody in our nation. Um, but I have some great relationship back in the state. Um, what, if, what if we roll our own cigar? You guys work for Perdomo. You guys work for Drew Estate. we got a church in Esteli that work in all the most amazing factories that, wow. that dominate the cigar world. That wow. they don't let us to go and knock doors because they dominate it. Now, I am from an area called Jalapa. Um, if I can describe it, so Jalapa produced the raw material of the cigar industry, and Esteli is kind of where we have all the factories of the world. And so I am from both worlds. I planted church in Esteli, but my mom, a house, everything that I grew up is Jalapa, where I grew up with tobacco. And so God, I feel like the Lord was telling me, hey, you got everything that you guys need uh, to produce something, you know what I mean? And everything is just to glorify the, the Lord. I, I literally don't take anything from this. Like I told our team, this is a hard road. We're competing against a big monster. And basically, I got a friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name, but he produced uh, uh, tobacco for the larger factors in the world. He cannot get into the market because, you know, it's hard on him. It, but he can produce all. He got about like $4 million production, just in production. But he want to get into the market? He can't just because he's a local Nicaraguan. And, and so it's kind of heartbreaking for me. So I told our guy, hey, you got to open this door. It's going to be all local. Um, you know, if people want to invest for God's glory and extend his kingdom, man, praise the Lord on that. But we want to be patient. We're not going to be rushing or or any of those things. And so we, we are doing this just to become a self-sustained minister so we can uh, glorify the Father by planting churches, um, relief, um, poverty, and education. Here's, here's what I, I really appreciate what you guys are doing, because you guys are kind of have a similar situation with coffee beans. You guys are starting to sell coffee beans, cigars. Um, I think Knox even found shoes on your website. You guys yeah, sell shoes. Yeah, we need to shoes. talk about the shoes. We got um, to talk about them. Is that... Because, I mean, these, these are good. That's 30 is, minutes, though. Is that one, one thing... <laughs> one thing that I really appreciate is that American mission money has ruined so many mission efforts in foreign countries uh, for a variety of reasons. You explain but, that. Well, well um, 
is that the, what ends up happening is two things, is that these local missions become so dependent on American money, the local kind of church economy in that area becomes so dependent on American money. Oh, when um, helping hurts. And, and yeah, when helping hurts kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you mm-hmm. know, this is what Paul did. Paul went from town mm-hmm. to town building tents and then it, it, he even said, I, I, you know, was it was in Corinthians where he said, I, I didn't even depend on your money. Um, mm-hmm. Was it the Mas- Church of Macedonia? I, for, I forget. Yeah, um, um, yeah Second Corinthians, he, mm. he mentions it. And, yeah. Yeah, but he, yeah, he didn't He didn't actually take a cent. He, like, he, he could have. But instead he built tents, yeah. right? And, mm-hmm. and so this is, I think, kind of the model, the way most missions should be thinking, is like, what can we do locally to produce? Mm. Because that that's... Part of it, part of that is just recognizing that we're made in the image of God, and that our job mm-hmm. is to produce locally and not depend on others well, for and, our own and I love, needs. I, I, I agree completely, Gabe. And I love what what I was just saying though about even like taking back the work of the farmers and like having them taste their own coffee. Like yeah, that's, that that is part of the the gift. As you as you said, it's like we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, yeah. and then and then that good work is. You, is part of the, the the joy of it, the grace of it, is then tasting it and seeing mm-hmm. how, how God's grace has been at work, even in your good work of providing for your family. That's right. And there's a there's a cycle there, rather than um, of the. I mean, socialism hijacks this. Yep. Marxism hijacks this. And the church missions have basically been playing some sort of yeah. form of socialism I mean, in this and, process. And of course, the church is supposed to be a generous that's place. Right. That's right. But that's that's free gift giving. Yeah. Not not guilt giving, um, not uh, not handouts. Yeah. I mean, it, Paul, and not giving that destroys kind of the local exa- economy. Exactly. Right? But I, I mean, I I love the I love the the picture. Uh, I mean, I I love this model um, yeah. as well. I want to ask a, another question about this in just a second. I need to read one more ad here, and then I, I want to ask you about speaking of capitalism. Cult- cultivate <laughs> four thirty five. Um, discover why more than a million people use the free olive tree. Bible app. Oh, I got one. Yeah. As their go-to for reading, studying, and listening to God's word. I, I have Olive Tree on my phone, on my uh, iPad. Uh, download one of many free Bibles. Start taking notes, highlighting verses, bookmarking your favorite passages, read at your own pace, or choose from a large selection of Bible reading plans, including the Bible reading challenge that originated yeah. here in Moscow with, with our folks. When you're ready to go deeper into your studies, Olive Tree is right there with a large selection of study Bibles, commentaries, and other helpful study resources available for purchase. An extensive bookstore allows you to build your digital library one book at a time. I've I've got the I bought the Hebrew Bible. I brought the I bought the Greek Bible. Um, I've got a couple, actually a couple versions of them. I got a bunch of commentaries. Yeah. And okay. loaded yeah, in the library. Yeah. Olive Tree's sync technology also lets you pick up where you left off on your tablet, PC, or phone and get right mm-hmm. back to studying on another supported device wherever you left off. Now here's the best part. You can start with the Olive Tree Essentials bundle for free. Ooh. So they they have a bundle of essential uh, Bible study tools oh, cool. along with Bibles. Um, it's called the Olive Tree Essentials Bundle, and you can start off for Does it free. Come with Spurgeon cigars? Uh, oh, I'm just wondering. Okay. <laughs> Spurgeon cigars yeah, for free. There's like an essential free bundle. Do they it. just send it to you? OliveTree.com/slash/flf. OliveTree.com/slash/flf. Download it today. So um, I want to ask you about. Um, I think I think broadly the, the name of this. This the kind of the umbrella organization is Cultivate Four Thirty Five. Is that is that right? Uh, the the website is Same. Yep. Cultivate Four Thirty Five dot com. Can you describe that for us? What is it, and how does it fit into what you've been describing? 
So cultivate is kind of what we, uh, it's the whole umbrella of what we do and the heart of what we do. Um, so we have coffee under cultivate, uh, cigar. We're still talking with other people for advice just because the nature of the product is hard to fit in because the IRS and FDA yes. and all that yeah. crazy stuff. And so cultivate just literally uh, 2019 when it was the crazy season of COVID, nobody knew what to do. You know what I mean? So many buildings idea how to do church how to do things and so everybody was super afraid to go to the building so nicaragua was the same thing you know we were fundraising to sustain the building um where we have all the activity um, and so everybody was afraid to go to the building so we were doing bible study with our leaders um in soon and so we we were just studying um john four um and then just the story of the samaritan women uh in the well and all that and how jesus encountered the gospel with her and then but the cool thing was when we came across verse uh 35 uh we saw jesus um talking about the harvest we saw jesus uh say hey don't you guys want to wait four months before the harvest arise and so jesus is saying hey the harvest is is here uh it's mm. it's it's talking about the samaritan coming to meet him and all that how everything was ready they were ready to meet the master and so it, it that was kind of a light bulb for us when i told the guy hey if people are not coming to church because that's kind of part of the tradition also that we struggle with the people have to do a lot with the building setting and so why we not go to the people right now nobody's going it's a perfect opportunity for literally massive evangelism so we begin to go and knock door uh people were afraid of that but man when we begin to do bible study and just exposing people with the gospel, with the biblical gospel, and say, hey, I never heard this gospel. I never heard the gospel of grace. So interesting. Uh, everything that we do is just work. Um, and so we discovered, man, that nobody knew the biblical gospel. So we, Ugh. since 2019 up until right now, we have exposed more than 20,000 people with the biblical gospel. Wow. And so that's how verse 35 came with cultivate, which cultivate has to do a lot of planting, harvesting, you name it. Right. Wow. It's beautiful. Wow. So, okay. I'm, man, this is, this is really awesome. So what all do you guys do? So you got, you got beans, coffee beans, you have the cigars, the shoes. Let's talk about the shoes real quick. <laughs> the shoes. The shoes, we failed that one. Um, oh. We've been trying selling restaurant. We try and sell a bunch of other stuff. We failed with the shoes. It's just there, but it, 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 we just live it in there. Just a picture of what we came from. We sold about 40,000 pounds of coffee to one of our partners here in Atlanta, group of pastors called Phoenix Community. They're a big supporter of us. Um, and that's how I uh, got here in Atlanta. So those guys bought... Um, 40,000, a full container of coffee from Tim Farm that we have, those farmers, guys that lead churches, their leaders. And so I, we put uh, together a co-op in Jalapa area. So Jalapa is so gorgeous. So we have in the mountain, the coffee, and the valley, we have uh, the tobacco. Wow. You know, it, it's kind I of- want to move there. <laughs> I, want, I want coffee in my mountain and tobacco in my valley. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm, I'm still stuck at earlier part in the conversation. I think right at the beginning, one of the things you said was that Nicaragua was, it didn't have the impact of the Reformation hit it. Right. You said that it didn't have it. And I was lately I've been thinking a lot about how blessed we are, even in the mess that we are in America, that we've actually been inculcated with the gospel and the 
theological tradition of Calvinism that we, even our Arminians breathe the air of Calvinism. That's true. Right? <laughs> and yeah, we take true. it so for granted because what the Reformation brought here, um, we live in and breathe in and reject, but it, it operates through all of our legal systems, through all of even the idea of how we love our neighbors corrupted. But it's still there. The residue is still there. But we don't even know what it's like to be in a place where that it's never been touched right. like that. Yeah. And what a great opportunity it is for Christians to say, oh, here's the gospel that gets to breathe over here and develop over here and, and, and can be a different um, another revival of what we've seen in the West here. Meet there in Nicaragua, right? And so it's exciting at the same time, and it's so weird. Like when you said you don't get to taste the fruit, part of the blessing of the gospel is that you get to taste it, right? <laughs> you get to taste it. And, you know, and you know, watching you guys um, do what you do there and bring things back, it was, it's just, it was beautiful, and it just it struck me really weird. And so I guess part of what I want to ask you is um, what, how do you, how do you go about it doesn't seem like you have a disconnection in a lot of ways that we have here between post-millennial theology and the gospel. I don't know if you're post-millennialist, but brother, you, you're acting like you it if you're not. like it. Yeah. yeah. But how do you, how do, what, what is your strategy? What do you want to see in the next 15 to 20 years in Nicaragua? Man, honestly, we once is plant a lot of churches that are reaching local, but we are deeply, deeply um, dreaming about sending our local to the Middle East. Um, we have a partnership in Switzerland, and there is in a border with Germany and uh, school. There is a guy who trained Latino um, and Spanish, and so we send guys over there uh, to get trained and exposed in Muslim context. And so a dream is not wow. just to reach our Nicaraguan and plant gospels in our uh, ministry, but man, we, I told our team, man, we got uh, the most useful product in the world, um, cigars and coffee. And so we got to click right. in with one of those uh, people, love both, uh, you know what I mean? And so, but it's hard. It's hard. I, I mean, I can raise money like this if I go to the dumpster uh, and post a selfie of a dirty child, poverty right, and all that. Right, but right. plant gospel center churches is very difficult because uh, people don't feel like giving to those needs and stuff like that, which is backward because you can send a missionary right. to do some small work and take a selfie and then you can give $100,000 for a year political thing happened, that guy will be removed, nothing got left. You plant the church, that church will be there until kings come back come and now. restore all together. That's come right. on now. That's right. So what go. do you need people to do? Man, just uh, one, pray and support us. Uh, you know, the, the things that we do, uh, we have not commitment not only with Nicaragua, but we're dreaming to educate um, people in Latin America. And so that's what we're studying right now. We have a small seminary that we, we teach in very rural area, close to farms and stuff like that. Make, um, you know, when we go and teach um, expositional teaching, which is unheard of for a pastor, when you when you put those guys to study the text and the context, they get lost, they get frustrated because, you know what I mean, say, hey, we never taught this way, you know what I mean? Of course, you know what I mean? It's a hard uh, education. It's really hard to get into. Yeah. But, man, we, we do what we can, at least so they can be gospel-centered. Not necessarily they have to be fully reformed 
or be encapsulated in five point calvinist by say hey we at least can you meet us in the five solas um and that would be enough for us to work with you and you know and be with you Mm. Uh, that's neat that's really neat to hear cultivate435.com cultivate435.com be praying for Al and his work there brother thank you so much for joining us on Cross Politic appreciate you guys if you're single get married if you're married have you some kids and if you have kids go baptize them until tomorrow love God with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is Cross Politic No matter where you grew up, we all grew up in the same place, this America. The land of the free and the home of the brave. The land they handed down from generation to generation, and now people are trying to tell us that our forefathers were a disgrace. You know, the ones who gave their lives tilling frontiers in the cities, planes into skyscrapers, and turning deserts into gardens. We build on the shoulders of our forefathers. We don't trample on their graves. Because the old paths they cleared paved the way for us to greater heights. Small government, bold business, faithful families, as we build innovative companies, launch educational movements, build healthy churches, pubs, and businesses, and work with the same determinations our forefathers had to make our country more of what we know as This America. Join me as I go on a mission to find those 21st century pioneers who still believe in This America. The Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow. Through the Spirit, God's Word changes lives. It cuts us to the heart and reshapes us. As you strive to read and study Scripture, having a good set of tools can help. From setting reminders for a great reading plan, to word studies and commentaries that shed light on difficult passages, to listening on the go, the Olive Tree Bible app can help you dig into the Word wherever you are. Olive Tree Bible app. Read, study, listen, anywhere.